What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Betting with Babies. Today is Wednesday, December 7th, and it's week 14 of the NFL season. We've got a great show planned for this week. We're going to break down our best bets of week 14. We'll rank our top touchdown scores. We're going to drop a Thursday night same game parlay only for the listeners. And as always, we're going to get into the dad zone. Before that, we've got the team that helps you balance your babies and bets, Mr. No Days Off and Maddie Stats. How are we doing, gentlemen? What's up, boys? Doing great. Looking forward to uh, the Dolphins and Chargers on Sunday night football. Tua versus Herbert. Big matchup. Uh, big AFC playoff implications. I'm excited and ready to go. Maddie, how you doing? I'm doing great. Uh, who are you taking in that uh, Dolphins-Chargers game? <laughs> Dolphins all day. All right. Hammer the Chargers. Please. Tua's got a redemption coming back. Yeah, that was a rough game this week. Do for 250, two, two touchdowns. It was fine. I mean, that's what Tua did. He didn't win against backup quarterback. That's the defense's fault. Dolphins came back to earth a little bit, uh, but the Cowboys, on the other hand, 33, 31 points in the fourth quarter, something like that. How are we feeling about the Cowboys, Matty? Um, I'm getting a little ahead of my skis. Um, I'm like, look, if we just sign Odell, the guy, the man can't run, but if we just sign Odell, it'll be a sign. Like it worked last year. They got Rams got a Super Bowl, but no, I feel good. I feel like this team is special. I also felt this way last year, so feels like a first round knockout. <laughs> it sort of smells like to me too. Yeah, like we'll, nice. we'll we'll fail to manage the clock, and we'll put up like fifteen penalties, like seven of them coming in the fourth quarter. Yeah, you still got Mike McCarthy, so you got to get past that. But the team is looking good. The defense looks great. You might have the defensive player of the year on that team. Uh, and so, as a Jets fan coming off this week. You know, kind of came back to earth a little bit. I think Mike White looked great in a tough game against the Vikings. Gave his team a chance to win. We couldn't get it done. Now we're on to Buffalo. Uh, so it's the first time at week 14, all three teams are talking playoffs. All three teams have a legit chance to even win their division or are currently in the lead of their division. It's exciting times. Let's get into a recap of last week. We went into our pod picks for the fourth straight week. We went two and one going profitable on our best bets. Teddy took Washington this week and with the tie took a loss. Maddie stats went with the Packers and one proving Aaron Rodgers still owns Chicago. And I went with the Browns with a welcome back to Deshaun Watson. And that paid out nicely as well. So the pod picks are hot. We're looking to go three and zero this week. Our touchdown score parlay did not go as planned. We did not cash this week, but that is not going to stop us from putting together another one for week 14. It's the thing about these big parlays. You only got to hit a few. We got a couple early, so we're playing with house money, but let's keep doubling it down. This week, pod picks week 14. Let's get into the standings, and then we've got our best bets of the week. Our leader in the clubhouse, Maddie Stats, sitting at 7-4-2. and two. I'm in second at 7-5-1. And, and Teddy is in the basement at 5-8. and eight. 
That means we've got the first game on the board. Mr. No Day's off. What do we got? Eagles at the Giants. Plus six and a half. I, I got a plus six and a half on FanDuel. I don't know where you guys are looking. I got it as plus seven. Well, you you read the stats, Maddie. I'll pull it up. All right. So in this one, we got 91% of the cash and 59% of the tickets on the Giants. The money spread movement on this one's really interesting. So even with the heavy money on the Giants, the line has actually drifted from plus six up to plus seven as the week went on. Jalen Hurts has been playing amazing this season and played so well that he might have gotten the Titans GM fired this week after A.J. Brown blew up for 119 yards and two touchdowns. Daniel Jones continues to be serviceable, playing in a restricted offense, but it should be noticed that his turnover-worthy play has been steadily worsening as his season regresses towards the mean. Lastly, in the trenches, the Giants' offensive line is expected to be dominated by the Eagles' defensive line, with a minus 25% disadvantage against the pass and a minus 23% disadvantage against the run. All right. Well, this is just me picking against a bad Giants team. Uh, FanDuel has them at 6.5. I'm going to take the Eagles at minus 6.5. I think the Eagles are a lot better than the Giants. As Maddie said, Daniel Jones is, you know, coming back to his his usual self, getting his turnover worthy plays up and up as the season goes on. So I'll take the Eagles winning by more than a touchdown. Teddy is on the Eagles on the road against the Giants. The Eagles are on the right track, and as you said, the Giants are going in the opposite direction. You've actually been down on the Giants for a few weeks now and have kind of called their fate, and it's all coming together. The division games are tough. Minus six and a half is a lot of points, but I'd back the Eagles in this scenario as well. Let's lock in the Eagles as the first official best bet for the week. That brings us to the second game. This is my game. We got the Jacksonville Jaguars headed to the Tennessee Titans. Current line minus four. Maddie, what do the stats say? All right, in this one, we got 71% of the cash, but only 38% of the tickets on the Jags. This one opened up at minus three and a half and stayed steady up until this morning when it dropped to minus four. Trevor Lawrence has shown some flashes this season and has 101 passer rating from a clean pocket, but that drops down to a 62 while under pressure, which should be an issue this week because the Jags offensive line brings in a plus 23% advantage against the pass, but has a minus 63% disadvantage against the run. Finally, with an over-under of 41, expect the secondaries to dominate this one where no receiver has a matchup rating over 45. I love the Titans in this spot. Uh, I love them at home, coming off of a loss. This is a team that's used to winning. You don't typically see them lose a lot of games in a row. I see they ride their horse, Derrick Henry, and I just don't think it's enough points in this game against the Jags. Uh, so I'm going to ride with the Titans at minus four at home. Teddy, what do you think? You're not scared of the Jags uh, picking up a little bit momentum recently? I don't think so. I mean, I think the line kind of tells you. You would expect it maybe to be a little closer because the Jags do have some momentum. I think it's telling you, I mean, minus four – Maybe it's telling you the Titans are just a better team. They've got a really good D-line. As Matt says, when Lawrence is under pressure, he's not the same when he gets 
in time in the pocket. So I think that's where they could win this game. Yeah. Yeah. Four is not a lot of points. Uh, Going against stay the away. Trev- Tre- Trevor Lawrence scares me a little bit. I think he's improving. But uh, yeah, I'm probably going to stay away from this game. Yeah, I'm going against the cash in this one. I just kind of trust the Titans and Vrabel to win this game at home. Kind of a must-win game uh, as you look at the playoff race coming down the stretch. So I'm locking in the Titans as my best bet for Week 14 at minus four. Let's head to the leader in the clubhouse, Matty Stats. We've got our third best bet. He was our free play on Sunday, which cashed for our followers. Big win. Coming in hot. What do we got for the third game of the week? Boo. We got the Jets at Buffalo, minus nine and a half. So in this one, we got 85% of the cash, but only 40% of the tickets on Buffalo. This one opened up at minus nine and a half and hasn't moved all week, even with the heavy cash on the bills. If you're telling me, you're going to want to get in this one early as it's going to cross 10 before Sunday. Mike White has been playing some above average football, not only adding to his legend and ensuring that he'll receive a solid backup QB money contract for the rest of his career. His PFF grade is 73.8 a full 25 points better than Zach Wilson, who is the third top five first round QB bust the Jets have drafted since 2009. The Jets wide receivers are expected to be overmatched by a well-performing Buffalo secondary and expect Stefan Diggs to have a big day who comes into this week with the ninth best wide receiver quarterback matchup. PFF projects sauce to cover Diggs on 17 plays, Reed to get 14, and Carter to get 11. One thing that makes me nervous is the advantage that the Jets have. <laughs> like, you gotta put yourself on mute. Like, I can't. You're just laughing the whole time. Because you're so insulting to the Jets. <laughs> like, you go out of your way. The, 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 the three top five pick quarterback things means absolutely has nothing to do with anything. I'm going to make a confession, and this is only to you guys and the listeners. I spent a good 12 minutes coming up with that joke. <laughs> I had to look up how many quarterbacks they drafted. They've actually can... drafted five quarterbacks since like 2008 in the first two rounds. But I didn't feel like when you add in a second round pick, it kind of like stings. One thing that makes me nervous is the advantage the Jets have in the trenches. The Bills offensive line looks to be in for a difficult day with a minus 29% disadvantage against the pass and a minus 43% disadvantage against the run. One thing overall I think the music stops this week for Mike White, who will be playing against one of the best defenses he's faced all season. So I'm taking Buffalo minus nine and a half. Get it before it crosses 10. A very thorough. You know, I noticed that you you really took your time with that review. You seem to have more stats and really, really yeah. pulled out some some historic jet stats there. Yeah, I mean, well, I, got know, I knew there was going to be a bit more inspection. Yeah. Like I knew that you were going to quite, you were going to be like, well, Diggs isn't going to have a big day because like sauce is going to cover him all day. So I was like, I know he's going to say that. So I need ah. to actually tell you where PFF is projecting the coverage. You were putting together your defense because you knew that I was not going to agree with your pick, assuming okay. I know where you're going with this based on the stats you just put together. I thought you were going to take the Jets. Honestly, the nine and a half is a lot of defense points. is a good offense. I am curious where you're going to go with this pick and then I'll give you oh, my I'm taking Buffalo minus nine and a half. That's just so disrespectful. Uh, 
you know, the Jets did beat the Bills already at home um, with Zach Wilson. They're a little bit healthier now. I don't think the music stops for Mike White. This is obviously a difficult game. If he loses this game, we shouldn't crucify him for it. But nine and a half is a lot of. It is. Indeed it is. I feel good. If this was ten and a half, I might be going to the Jets. But at nine uh, and a half, I'm t- I'm going to stick with ooh. the with Buffalo. Okay, so lock in Buffalo for Maddie Stats' best bet of week nine and a half, and he's the leader in the clubhouse currently at seven four and two on the year. So as a recap, we've got the Eagles at minus six and a half. I'm taking the Titans at home minus four and Maddie's on the bills at home minus nine and a half. Those are our best bets. Week 14, lock it in. Let's jump over to our touchdown scores. This is where we rank our top touchdown scores for the week. We're going to tell you why they are our top touchdown scores, and we're going to package them up into a beautiful parlay for week 14. We've got five scores this week, starting with our first touchdown score. Teddy, who do we got? King Henry versus the Jags. Maddie. All right, so he had 77% of the rush attempts last week, 92% of the inside the five work, and is due after two weeks of not scoring a touchdown and fumbling a ball in the end zone. Get him in the end zone. They're going to ride King Henry. Obviously, I just said I'm on the Titans this week. Get in the end zone. Get in twice. Lock in Derrick Henry, number one touchdown scorer. That brings us to number two. We're heading to the Detroit, where we've got the highest over of the week, 53 and a half. We're taking Justin Jefferson. Maddie, why do we like him this week? Well, he's Justin Jefferson for starters, but just cool. a quick couple data points behind that. 29% of the target share that he just owns, and he gets 50% of the end zone targets. He's a stud. I mean, the Jets contained him, which is really what you can hope to do. He made a great catch in the end zone. He made another sick play on third down. Didn't have to do much, but kind of changed the game. Love Justin Jefferson. Lock him in in our number two spot. Brings us to number three. Teddy, who do we got? A.J. Brown versus the Giants. Huge revenge game last week for A.J. Brown, where he put up two TDs in a big divisional matchup. This week, we think he's going to do big things against the Giants. And not only that, he gets 60% of the end zone targets. 60%. We like that percentage. That's a, a very high percentage. Yeah. What a what a revenge game. I mean, had to feel good for A.J. Brown and damn the Titans. Didn't score a point, did they? He made them fire their GM. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like that clip of Mike Vrabel walking away in the draft room frustrated after they made the trade. That's 100% why he got fired. Yeah, I didn't put it together at the time, but that makes total sense. It all comes full circle. A.J. Brown dominates you. You fire the GM for trading him away. Yep. Yeah, Absolutely. I mean, Brian Tannehill is good because he has a stud running back and a stud wide receiver, and you take the stud wide receiver away. Still not good. It's not bad. Next, Jamar Chase versus the Browns. Maddie, talk to me. All right, so he came back last week, immediately claimed 27% target share and got a touchdown. This game uh, is going to be a high-scoring game with a solid total of 47, and we'd love to see Jamar Chase come in. 
Love to see Jamar Chase healthy. The Bengals look good. They're for real. And it's weird that they just dominate the Chiefs. Uh, so look out for the Bengals. Look out for Jamar Chase this week. Lock him in at number four. Number five, we're going to round it out with Travis Kelsey. Maddie, what do the stats say? So he's gotten 33% of the end zone targets on the season, and he's just having an absolute historic season for a tight end. He's already got 12 touchdowns on the game. The Broncos only have 14 touchdowns on the season. Yeah, I like this game. I can kind of see this playing out with the Broncos defense and the pressure they put on. A lot of check down. You go to your favorite target, Travis Kelsey, to get in the end zone. 14 touchdowns on the season? That's how bad the Broncos have been. That's one a week. I, I saw a crazy stat that said um, Peyton Manning's first game as a Bronco, he threw seven touchdowns. <laughs> and Russell Wilson has eight touchdowns through week 13. <laughs> I got to check out this Russell Wilson contract. How long is he on this team? They decided to a fat contract. I don't even think it starts for another two years. That's how bad it is. Yeah, the, I mean, the head coach has to go. The quarterback can't go. Nobody's picking up that contract. So it's got to be the head coach. Oh my like, God. This could be the, oh, like, wait. John Elway is pretty insulated. He's won a Super Bowl. The Broncos have been competitive over the years. This move might kill John Elway. All right. Ready, not, guys? Not physically, just, you know, his career. Ready? His reputation. Yeah. Uh, Russell Wilson signed a five year, $245 million extension. He is under contract for seven more years through his age 40 season. Yeah, like I said, the head coach has to go. A lot has to change, but you're right. This is this puts John Elway in the in his own hot seat, I guess. He'd have to fire himself. I don't know how that would work, but it's not looking good in Denver. Give us Travis Kelsey to round up week 14. Let's do a recap. We've got Derrick Henry, Justin Jefferson, A.J. Brown, Jamar Chase, and Travis Kelsey. We are recording on a Wednesday. We will post this on the page for our official Parlay for week 14 on Sunday morning. Let's jump into our Thursday night football same game parlay. This is for our podcast listeners only. Thank you for the support. If you're listening to this, we are ready to cash a Thursday night football parlay. We've got a four leg parlay at plus 577 for tonight. Four legs. What's the first leg? Raiders minus six and a half. At the Rams. What's the second leg? Leg number two is an alternate spread. We're doing the under at 51.5. Yeah, Teased it up a little bit. Yeah, the Rams are a little bit of breathing a room. We got to let it breathe. Tease it up a little bit. Give ourselves a little bit of extra buffer. So you got the Raiders winning the game. You've got a 51 and a half point buffer. So we want two touchdown scores out of that. We're going to do them both on the Raiders. We got Josh Jacobs as the first touchdown scorer in our third leg. And then we've got to close it out with Devontae Adams in our fourth leg. That gives us Raiders minus six and a half, under 51 and a half. Josh Jacobs touchdown, Devontae Adams touchdown. That's plus 577 right now. Let's lock it in. And when it cashes, send us those winning tickets. Love Let's it. go. That wraps it up for the betting content for this week. 
As you know, for us, it's not just about the bets. It's about balancing babies and bets. So let's get into our dad zone for this week. Welcome to the dad zone. So guys, I was in the car with my son the other day. And I asked him, or how was school today? And he said, good. I said, well, what'd you do? He said, nothing. And oh, this gets me. I tried <laughs> to really dive a little deeper and really like, you know, just ask him questions and not just yes, no questions, open-ended questions. Again, I'm talking, he really wasn't, wasn't having it. Can you guys relate? Dude, this is every day and it's the most frustrating thing like i have no idea what happened to school the only thing i hear about is they watch movies and i know they're doing stuff because my kid could read but like when you ask but oh how was school today what you do stuff what'd you do here i don't know we had gym what'd you do in gym sports it's so hard to actually get and i don't know if it's just because they're decompressing like you pick them up from school they get in the car and it's like a lot all day and then they're just in the car and they just want to be quiet but it's so frustrating that you can't get them to talk like i just want to know what happened today i'm paying a lot of money for you to be in the school just yeah. tell me give me give me a couple tidbits give me give me a little bit of roi on the dollars i'm investing i i just need to know what happened I can definitely relate to that as well. Uh, I pick up Carter most days, and so I try to try to talk to him on the way home and get the similar reaction. I have read that it is the right thing to just kind of let them chill and not try to ask questions, kind of let them just digest the day, as you would say. And eventually some things come out. You can capitalize on it. But I agree. It's, it's, it's frustrating. Yeah. So I got um, a couple of easy ways to ask your kids about their day. Okay. Question number one, what was the hardest thing you had to do today? So I feel like that question might be tough to answer in the beginning, depending on the age of your child. Like I don't think Luca could, could answer that yet, but you know, it opens up like what they, what they struggled with today. And then I feel like as a parent, you could, you know, dive in there and be like, okay, well, you struggle with this. Here's a tidbit, or maybe we go over it. Maybe you review it. Like, right? If they struggle with like math or something, oh, we did something hard in math. Without them even really knowing, you could like go over it, right? Or review it at home. I don't know. What do you guys think? That's good, but I want to go positive. We got any like positive questions? Who made you laugh today? Ah, that's a good one. So that's a good one. That that will really get. I feel like the conversation going because that will open up to a story. I feel like that will feed right into a full story about their friends and the social aspect of school and get them smiling and laughing again. Yeah. I like that one. That one really opens up the conversation. What else we got? So we're going to go with give your day a rating of one to 10 and tell me why you chose that number. That's a little too much like NPS for me. It hits a little too close to work. I'm not going to NPS my kid on the way home. We're going to score you from Nobody understands what I'm talking about that listens to this podcast. But that's a don't little too much our listeners. Don't insult our listeners. I'm not could. insulting them. I mean, it's like I do a very specific job at work. 
Well, I I like I like some of those questions. I I think I think who made you laugh today is a great opener. Yep, I like that one. Let's go with that um, one for this. Got to run that one so, back tomorrow. Yes, I think our homework is to ask our kids who made them laugh today, and we'll report back next week, listeners. If you want to shoot us a comment or something like that, we'll have a dad post on Instagram, and you can shoot us back a uh, you know what your child said. Tip of the week for the dads out there picking up their kids, trying to engage with them after school. We're going to go with that question. What made you laugh today? Uh, let us know what you get. So that wraps it up for another great episode of Betting with Babies. We've got our pod picks, our touchdown scores, and a tip for balancing babies and bets. We appreciate you for tuning in. As always, whether you follow or fade, we hope you make some cash. We'll see you next week. Peace.